Hello and welcome to Totally Tell Me, a weekly entertainment review podcast where we talk about movies, music, food, and fun. My name is Dominic McCurio, and I'm here with Laura Weinbach. Hello, hey. And uh, each week, we're going to be talking about one main topic that we'll discuss in a more in-depth fashion. Uh, this week, it is the new thriller, Get Out, directed by Jordan Peele. Um, but before we get into that, totally tell me about your week, Laura. How's it been? How's It's actually been two weeks, I think, since we... It's been a bit of a minute. <laughs> it's It's been hours, actually. Days. <laughs> Maybe even seconds. Mm. Um, considering we did also spend almost the entire day together again <laughs> today, uh-huh. as uh, is but as per par for the course for these sorts of um, recordings. Truth, but this was the first day we actually got to spend together since you had been out of town for indeed, indeed. over a week and a half. We'll get to that. Um, me, what have I done? Mm-hmm. I've been listening to albums that are not brand new, but I still enjoy. <laughs> um, wa- waking on a pretty days. Oh my god, her vile, yeah. just. This time of year right now and that album go really well together. Because mm-hmm. the days are sort of They're waking just like, a little. Well, it's not just waking, but for some for some reason, that particular song on that album really reminds me of like this kind of childhood vision that I've always known or had in my head somewhere of just a very blue sky against a very yellow meadow, meadowed hill mm-hmm. and an oak tree and then like running. It is the most... <laughs> across that hill. Just chill song to just like it's just such a good vibe that whole album is a good vibe yeah but yeah i totally agree with you that song yeah it just it takes me back for some reason i don't know it reminds me of when i was a kid and like i'd come home from school and it'd be like the most relaxing feeling because i'd be done with school but it was still daytime and just like kick back and watch cartoons and look out the window and see the hill kind of childhoody yeah that album something about it i love that album glad you're getting into it because that that was like i've been into it for a while no i know you have been into it but i i think um weren't you like Mo- you were mostly more into the the latest the one. What's new his one? Name? What's this um, one called? Believe I'm going down. Yeah, I love that one too. Yeah, but waking on pretty days to me was kind of like the entry point for me for mm. uh, Kurt. Oh Bottle. really? Like, yeah, totally. Oh, cool. Like I start. I just. Oh, I thought you liked Smoke Ring for my. No, that is one. my favorite. Oh really? Uh, but the first one I listened to was Waking on a Pretty Days. Oh man! And that's like what hooked me to him. Mm-hmm. And then from there, I like expanded outwards and started listening to his other stuff. And I love it all actually. Yeah, I I definitely prefer But Waking on a Pretty Days to Smoke Ring for My Halo. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, but, I disagree, but that's fine. It's, they're both very good, though. Yeah, I think I used to to feel like Believe I'm Going Down was my favorite, but oh my god, it's not. I think Waking on a Pretty Days is holy now shit. Come. This is revolutionary because well, I did not like think it, it would feel. it could overtake for you. Well, it did. Oh my god. <laughs> well, we're on the same page with that actually, because Waking on a Pretty Days is still it slightly edges out Believe I'm Going Down, but I love them both. They're oh, both just believe like I'm the going best down is great albums to just throw on and just like chill out to on, totally. a, on a Sunday afternoon. There's yeah. Sunday afternoon albums to me. <laughs> to a decree. Um, I've been listening to Divers again. I like took oh, a long a break. From the, album. Yeah. Um, cool. Or not new. I, I guess now it's like two years. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong because I adore Joanna Newsom and I have listened to all of her albums repeatedly for long periods of time. Mm-hmm. Um, but Divers was probably my least immediate gratifying album to listen to yeah i agree with that and um yeah i just didn't connect with it fully on the first like few runs but i came back to it recently and i i'm having an affair with it Mm. all over again (laughs) or maybe for the first time are there songs on the album that you are like now 
finding that you really love that you weren't initially? Is no, that the change? No. What's the change I, for you? I think that the songs that I didn't like before, I still don't like. <laughs> but um, the ones that you like, you'd love I, even more? Yeah. Like the first, very first track is great. Oh, man. And so her good. hard anecdotes. playing on that is, yeah, anecdotes. I listened to that one like several times in a row recently in the I car. Love and that I was song. like, this, okay, this song is great. Um, I think it's the third song after Sapaconigan or whatever. Um, oh, the, it has this awesome intro that leaving all, the city. Yes. Leaving the city. It's crazy because I, when I first heard that, I was like, I didn't know it was her cause it was an, a new song and Anton like had, had it playing on the, on a computer. And I'm like, Ooh, who is this? This is really good. And, uh, then I heard her singing and I was like, okay, it's Joanna Newsom. This is awesome. And, mm. um, but I didn't love like where the song went once the drums came in, honestly. But that intro, I realized, well, it reminded me of kind of like a medieval or maybe a renaissance, like, I don't know, piece. <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree. Um, but then I realized it also really reminded me of the FAO Schwartz theme song. <laughs> what? <laughs> walk- FAO Schwartz is like uh, a toy store. And I don't know if they've oh. ever had one here in the Bay Area, but they definitely had it at the Beverly Center um, mm-hmm. in L.A. That I I would go in there growing up, and they had this like giant mechanical sun thing. Mm-hmm. And like when you walk in the door, they have this song that goes, "Welcome to our world, welcome to our world <laughs> of toys." And I realized Ooh. that her song sounds like yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> it does kind of sound like that actually. Yeah. So. But what's so now? Now you actually do like where that song goes, like the drums. I don't. You know, do it it's funny. You? I. I still, I still don't like that. Yeah, I yeah. I, agree I wish that it repeated that first part more, but it really only does it that one that at that one time in the song. I really like her lyrics for that song, and I like how they sound. I like the melody, and I like yeah. the I don't know, um, just the rhythm of which of how she's saying it. Like mm-hmm. it's so interesting and cool. Um, but yeah, the only thing I don't like about that song is just the way the drums sound. And maybe the arrangement, too, of the drums, but everything else I love. Well, I just wish that she repeated that amazing intro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Because that that is definitely the best part. Um, Divers, the song Divers, I've actually grown to like a lot more. Oh, my God, I love that song. Yeah, that one didn't pull me in immediately either at first, but yeah. That was one that did grow on me, too, and I just think it's so gorgeous. It is pretty. It doesn't doesn't move a lot of different places. It kind of stays in one vibe but i do just it it like explores that vibe and kind of these like i don't know oscillating kind of that's how i view it at least it kind of like oscillates around one idea the entire time Mm -hmm. and just like explores different realms of that Mm. and i love that about it's like each kind of verse to me is like a new section of this like whole i don't know grid of ideas Mm. it's i love that song and plus there's sort of like a story to that song to me like yeah definitely sounds like a well the lyrics definitely speak to me well i mean they seem very personal to her but um i feel like it's a very vivid image that she's painting with totally. them and i i like to kind of examine that and it's interesting mm-hmm. um but yeah and i you know i oh i love um uh pin light bend, pin light bend. Of yeah course. that's that's, like the best that's pretty much the peak track for mm-hmm. me it's, it's amazing so good. and the lyrics are just like top-notch I it mean, will it still she, gives me chills when it comes on 
she like did a masterpiece with that song in my opinion that song is it's a, like a complete package in case you can't tell me and laura are big fans of joanna <laughs> yeah. Newsom. we could probably have a joanna Newsom cast so we should probably cut ourselves off I mean, from we getting... could probably just have a whole episode <laughs> only about joanna Newsom. honestly like, i'm down about one song we're gonna do <laughs> we that we could like analyze a single song for an we hour should, we should totally have an episode all about joanna Newsom. <laughs> i mean I'd, I'd be down <laughs> actually talk. i'd be down let's we it's coming up soon. All right. Well, we'll make it <laughs> So happen. maybe we'll save some uh, some more opinions and, and not uh, <laughs> have everyone right. listen to so 30 more minutes. Let's not talk about right it. Now. Save it for the next episode. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> By the way, me and Dominic basically have refrained from having <laughs> conversations pretty much entirely now other than here on the podcast because every time we start talking about anything at all we're like wait let's not talk about this now we'll save it for the podcast <laughs> so basically when we hang out it's like silence other than watching the movie and then doing this podcast right. it's like deciding if the things that we're talking about are like should be public right but it's cool it's cool yeah it's um fine. Carrie and Lowell. That's the other album I've been oh, listening fuck, to yeah, a lot. So Very good. good. Jesus Christ. Sufjan Stevens. Definitely best the album. best Sufjan Stevens album to date. Agree. Absolute hands Full down. Full on agree. Every song. Very good. So good. Loved it. Mm-hmm. Can't say I hated it. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, Quite the opposite. Yeah. I mean, I guess there's not much else to say about <laughs> it. It's very good. It's really sad. Listen it's very well produced. It's mm-hmm. very honest. And it's not fucking around. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a mature album like mature. comparatively in that it just i feel like it's not trying to do anything too crazy it's just making beautiful recordings and letting them speak for themselves and letting the songs speak for themselves yeah. and like not i understand the the merit and the value of being experimental with structures and with voice leadings and progressions but i also think that things should be listenable and enjoyable and this album is very much that totally and um it's the core of his songs for sure i may not have felt that way about his past albums all the time Mm -hmm. you know like even though i respected them and i thought that they were cool for what they were they weren't as listenable to me as this one well, I totally agree with that, though I do also love the kind of like crazy wild shit that he was doing yeah. on like Age of Odds and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But I totally hear what you're saying. I mean, this is still my favorite album of his for sure. I mean, I, yeah. it's the one that I most often am throwing on when I want to listen to And this one seems now. like the most raw emotionally mm-hmm. and seems to really um, tap into a truth or something. I, I don't know. It just seems very, very real and... and I'm very good. I liked it. I like it. And I will like it. I still. like him. <laughs> oh, yeah. You do like I him, do isn't like he? Him. He is pretty hot, I guess. Oh, he is so hot. <laughs> He's definitely like an influence on other hot guys, too, I've noticed. <laughs> you think? Oh, yeah. Yeah. For example, hmm. Chris Garneau. Oh, your friend. Chris, if you ever hear this, <laughs> you are hot. <laughs> I've always thought In so. In a Sufjan kind of way. And I always thought, you know, I probably shouldn't say this, but. <laughs> If there was ever a moment in your life where you considered being straight, I would want to be there for it (laughs) or would have wanted to be there for it. I have a boyfriend now who I'm very much in love with. But (laughs) (laughs) but before that happened, I did think, you know what? I'm about to turn that boy straight. (laughs) I think he's playing soon. Do you know that? He is. He's playing with um, Emily Jane White, Mm. my very good friend. Um, Might just have to go to that. And I might just be playing in the show. Maybe. Maybe not. Might just be there. 
I mean, I might just be singing with Emily for it. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know what's going to happen. But <laughs> up in the she air. did mention it to me. It's potentially um, happening. Yeah, that's happening um, at the Elbro Room in April. Be hmm. there. This might air after that, but we'll see. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Um, anyway, so that's all I have to say about my exciting life. Dominic, hmm. do tell me. How have you been? I have been great. <laughs> Elaborate. <laughs> Elaborate. Well, I went to Richmond, as you know, Richmond, Virginia. Um, my uh, music video for We Are Not Ourselves for our band, actually. Fox no, it's my good. music video. Um, it's <laughs> fucking... Ours. Ours. Oh, my God. Oh, that's a nice uh, oh middle ground to agree on. <laughs> Anyways, um, it got into the Richmond International Film Festival, so I was going out there to, to rep it. Um, and yeah, the whole festival was, uh, was a fun little, uh, time. It, diddy. <laughs> it was a fun, a fun diddy. Yeah. And, um, Titty. it did not win. However, the one that won, I did actually like a lot. I, it was the Fuck one that, that. I was, <laughs> it was the one that I was like, this, this is a great music video. And if there is one of these that I'm going to lose to, I'm cool with this one. <laughs> I hope I'll show they, it to you later. I hope that the original reel for that video gets burned. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm joking. But yeah, I was also uh, <laughs> hanging with Wes, as you know. Um, and we got a bunch of good food out in Richmond as well. Oh, yes. Um, Express we, yourself. Oh, we did. We did. Oh, um, we, tell, we, tell us about it. What was the food? Yeah. Well, so there's this, there's this place that I've gone to every time I've been out there called Mama J's mm -hmm. and it is kind of like just Southern, it's just Southern cuisine, you know? And mm. it's like super affordable and it's just like kind of like the real deal, you know? That's what it feels like to me. So it's like comfort food? It's comfort food. Yeah. It's okay. like, um, Name some basically dishes. fucking fried chicken is the thing to get ah, there okay. and it is so good. It's really? like juicy mm. and just Oh man, like the skin mm -hmm. is like so tasty and seasoned. And fluffy. Just like, mm, it's like fluffy on the inside, crispy on the outside. Mm -hmm. It's like a whole textural experience. Mm -hmm. Also, they have cornbread that is quite tight. I mm. love their cornbread. Mm -hmm. um, they have like a bunch of side, like, you can get like collard greens and mashed potatoes. Mm. And um, also, Mama J's. Mama J's. Okay. Mm, fucking great. Um, also, we went, where did we go to? Um, we went to this Mediterranean place called Stella's. Actually, it was super hmm. fucking good. Mm -hmm. I we got this. We got like <laughs> super fucking super good. Super fucking good. It was like this <laughs> big, oh, <laughs> this big bowl of <laughs> it's super good. Fritz, you know, fritz, fries, fritz. It was fries, like fritz. 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 Is that what you call them? Fritz. <laughs> no, you know, I'm you know just I mean? I'm referring to that place on Valencia. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, but it was like this big old bowl of like just potatoes and and mm, garlic lamb it was had oh, some lamb? lamb in it yeah. whoa, whoa. okay wait hold on the potatoes were in the form of a fry or a like like small potato no no definitely more fry like than potato but they're well, like what shape large. were they they're kind of like a large thicker like a small dick kind of okay uh, fry, now you're talking my you know language I mean? yeah <laughs> um and like so they're you know you you kind of slice it into them it's certainly not something you're like picking up and just chomping down on it's more of like so it's more bowl. of like a sort of mini log it's like a mini log, yeah, like a small poop as Just well. Like a you know? little mini log dick. It's kind of like a... And you slice into it. Yeah, I would say you slice into it. And then what you're going to do, it's like in a bowl of just lots of other fun things, like lots of cheese. And, oh, I like um, cheese and oh, dicks. So much cheese. Cheesy dicks <laughs> and like little lamb chunks. Wait, wait, what kind of cheese? Chunks. 
fuck there was two kinds of cheeses and i i know what one was like a was similar to a feta or it might have been feta and there was another one that i can't so even like a dingleberry it was kind of like, yeah, like a, a smegma of, yeah it was so it was like large was dicks with of, a smegma and dingleberry sauce basically yeah that's how i would exactly describe it with those exact words i could never even think of something better the, and then the last one, the last like meal that we had was uh, um, called. It was at the Rogue Gentleman. Um, also in <laughs> the Rogue Gentleman, the Rogue. Oh, the Rogue. Rogue. Oh, damn. Or okay, I was gonna Rouge. say, do they it all? Could be do they? Rouge. Actually, oh, Rouge. Know. So they did have little penises there as well for <laughs> I mean, consumption. They I'm sure there's penises involved somewhere along the well, lines of the making of this food. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I got the steak, which I think you would be proud of. Oh, um, I love it. Um. Anyways, those Sounds are like my amazing. three favorites. I mean, it was some delicious food eating out in Richmond. If you're, yeah. if anyone out there ever goes to Richmond, Virginia, those are the three places that I'd recommend. I'll take it for tour. And did you, did you eat out every day that you were there? Uh, no, we made a pasta one night and we, um, his did roommate, your friend cook for you? Uh, Wes. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I wasn't sure if we had, had said his name or, or not yet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, he no well i guess mostly it was him but i was helping out we had like a it was like garlic bread and we but isn't made... west supposed to be like a renowned chef um you know he's like a, yeah he's definitely like a renowned chef of the of the united states of america um, <laughs> he has worked in multiple restaurants but um yeah is he a renowned chef of the united states of jamiroquai uh, absolutely well then hook that shit up <laughs> awesome um, what else Another thing slightly food related. It's just a food bonanza this time. <laughs> I feel like I actually don't have, usually I don't have like a ton to say about food, but this has just been a foodie kind of couple weeks for me. It's been a food fuck. It's been a food fucking fest. Um, I've got, uh, have you heard of the Impossible Burger? I've heard of it, but I don't really know much about it. So tell me. Right. I will totally tell you, actually. I'm glad you asked for me to totally tell you. Um, totally tell me. The Impossible Burger is basically um, a vegetarian burger that is supposedly it tastes the most like real meat. Um, oh, okay. I did hear about it, yeah. And I guess like kind of the big, uh, you know, marketing thing about it is it's that black. it bleeds. Oh, it, ble- it oh, bleeds? Oh, yes, 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 quotes. Um, basically, wow. it's made from... Um, Wait. This Sorry. What color is the meat? The meat, it, it looks fairly realistic, I will say. I'll show you okay. some pictures, actually. Because okay. um, I was like, invest- I was really yeah. doing an investigation into the meat. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I had it in the burger, but I also like took it out and had it outside of the burger. Um, I'll, and here's what I'll say about it. The Impossible Burger, um, which currently I believe you can only find in San Francisco, LA, and New York. They're like, oh, really? Basically, I think that's mostly kind oh of like God, a marketing. I gotta get this. Okay. Yeah, you on. should. You should actually. I would go with you again if you want to get it too. I'm very um, much down. Yeah, we should do it. But here's the fucking shit about it, though. It's a process that I do not think is actually ultimately worth it um, because it's so like hard to get. Basically, there's only. Two restaurants in San Francisco. One of them only serves it at lunch, so that was already out because I wanted ah. to go to dinner with my friend um, uh-huh. Aaliyah and Nisa. Um, so we went uh, for dinner. It's only serving in one spot. You have to go at 5 o'clock. You got to pick up your little voucher code. They only pass out 50 of them because they only make 50 a day. And oh you got to come back after 7, and you can only eat in the bar and the lounge area, so you can't actually get it through their main menu. So it's like really five Wait, where million is, hoops. What, what's the name of the restaurant? Oh man, in it's San like Francisco. Jar, 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 
Jardinier. 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 Exactly like that. Jardinier. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, uh, it's by the Opera House. It's uh, near City Hall. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Anyways, so you know, we went, we did, we did, we got our little voucher codes, and we came back at seven o'clock and did all the th- hoops that you got to jump through to get this fucking Impossible Burger. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what? It was really good. And if really? it was if it was more available, um, mm-hmm. I could see myself like eating it. You know, it was with some frequency because how much? I actually I do like. I like a real meat burger, of course, yeah. but it's not something I always want to eat because it kind of just like, I don't know, it it like makes my stomach, I feel like if I eat a lot of Are meat Are you trying to say you're not a true steak lover? No, I fucking love steak. What the fuck? <laughs> get off of the show now. <laughs> All right, see, so yeah, this has been Totally Tell Me episode four. This has been Totally Get Me the Fuck Out of Here. <laughs> um, basically, it's like, tastes the most like meat um that i've had but i still would say it's like a different thing from meat altogether you know is it better than meat at all no it's not it's definitely not better than like so the whole point is just to have something that tastes like meat but that's not meat i think the hype is maybe a little through the roof but it Mm -hmm. is a very good burger you know it's a very it's for being a veggie burger i think is it a brioche bun yeah, it's a brioche bun. It comes with caramelized onions and avocado. Mm-hmm. Um, a Dijonese, I believe, Dijonese. if I am correctly remembering. Dijonese. Um, But I will say that my friend Aaliyah <laughs> hated it. She hated it. She hated it? Hated it. Uh, she actually like... Really? Yeah, she straight up took out the bun at a certain point because she was <laughs> like, I, if I eat any more of this, I think I'm going to puke. Like she was getting a really bad reaction to it. No bun, no fun. Nope. No, well, well, with bun, with fun. I mean, that's all <laughs> she wanted. She just wanted straight up bun. She just wanted bun? Well, no, I mean, she got all the fixins. She got the the bun and the fixins but she didn't want that meat in the buns you know what i mean why did she not like the meat she didn't like the flavor or? she did not like the flavor it to her it it like just i mean she's kind of comparing it to you know how some people um uh cilantro kind of tastes like um yes, yes, soap yes, or whatever yes, she, yeah. she was kind of just saying for her it was just like really a cilantro bath a weird not like it tasted like cilantro, but a similar kind of thing where it just had a really weird sensation. Oh, for her. interesting. So she did not like it at all. Uh, Nisa really liked it and she is um, a vegan and so she does eat a lot of like fake meats and she did right. seem to like it, though she didn't say that it was her favorite. So those those are the hot takes from my friends and me on the Impossible Burger. But huh. overall, I would say it's very good. All right. Let's um, move on. What else? Should we get into the uh, main event of I'm the down. Eve? Um all right. Well, so we just saw Get Out. Um, it is directed by Jordan Peele of uh, Key and Peele. Have you seen that show? No. It's a comedy show. Uh, he's part of a comedy duo. Um, oh. Sketch comedy. Um, huh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, I actually haven't seen too much of it, but I have seen several sketches. Anyways, the his new film, this is actually his directorial debut. Oh. Um, it's called Get Out. It's a kind of horror thriller. Um and it's uh, basically about this guy named Chris, played um, by Daniel Kaluuya. Um, Kaluuya. Kaluuya. <laughs> uh, and he goes to meet his new girlfriend's, uh, his, her name's Rose. Um, Family. Played by Marnie of uh, Girls, if you know, if you watch Girls. Allison. Williams. Williams. Um, and he's going to meet her family. Uh, but of course, uh, he is black, she is white, and he's meeting uh, her white family and that kind of gets into a sort well, of... I was going to say, don't say what it's like, but <laughs> no, <laughs> whatever, I, it doesn't matter. No. I honestly, I hadn't even seen a trailer for the movie before we saw it today. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like, 
didn't really know what to expect at all in terms sure. of the family and what they were going to be like. Well, sorry to spoil that bit, but I will yeah. say uh, for anyone who is worried about spoilers, we won't get into spoilers just yet. And we'll let you know when we do um, as far as like main plot spoilers, but uh, we'll kind of give our first impressions first. Uh, and then if yeah. you want, you could turn it off um, and then listen to course again after you uh, watch the movie. Um, <laughs> well, uh, what did you think? What, what are your first impressions? First impression. Well, first off, Blumhouse. <laughs> the production, <laughs> production company? Production company. <laughs> Just, I don't know. The name made me chuckle. Mm. Uh, I like Blumhouse? Kind of reminds me of... Blumhouse. Blumkin. Do you know what a Blumkin Blumhouse. is? Blumhouse. <laughs> Have you heard of a Blumkin? No. What is that? <laughs> is that it's, like uh, a it's when It's kind of like when uh, someone's pooping and they're getting a blowjob. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> That's definitely serious. Wait, poo and blowjob. Okay. Blumkin. So it's Blumkin House. So have <laughs> it's like you're taking a poop. Have you ever gotten a Blumkin? I absolutely have not, <laughs> okay, nor well, would I, I would, ever. I would hope not at this stage. <laughs> but you know what? If you did, I'd have to pretend like that was cool. <laughs> for the sake, for the sake of the next uh, twenty to three minutes. No, it's totally cool. It's totally fucking awesome. It's very amazing, and <laughs> I recommend it. So you no, love <laughs> a Blumhouse, but what about the film? So that's Get why out. you were laughing at the name Blumhouse because of Blumkin. No. No. Oh, I just thought it sounded, you know, like, I don't know, the word blum. <laughs> something like blum. about it. There's something about it. Um, I liked it. I liked the movie. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. It was fun. Um, I thought that it could have gone in an even more intense direction, and it really didn't do that for me. Um, but that's okay, because it was still enjoyable. I thought Allison Williams was very good. Mm-hmm. She was a good actress in this movie. I thought... Um, there were some amazing visual elements that really pulled me in and um and I thought that yeah, the direction was interesting mm-hmm. and um and original and creative. Absolutely. But there were some things I would change. Mm-hmm. But overall, I think I give it an eight. Oh, oh seven point five eight. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think? I loved this movie. You I, loved it. Yeah, I knew I really you were going to love it. I really loved it. Yeah. I thought, I, I mean, I have very little negative things to say about it. I maybe got a couple that we'll get to later. But overall, my impression of this movie is I was so entertained by it. Um, really, like, probably the most entertained I've been in a while at the movies. Just from, mm-hmm. just like, a, uh, it just immediately hooked me, I felt like. Um, yeah. From the opening scene, uh, which is kind of in its in a way like its own little mini short film. Um, but yeah, I thought it was extremely, the film overall was like really well crafted. Um, yeah. It seemed like really made with love and passion. Like it seemed like the work of someone who was just so stoked to get this made, the, this film made, you know, uh-huh. that, that was my impression at least. Um, it, it seemed like uh, a project, honestly, that seems unlikely that it would get made. And I yeah. bet that he was just, glad that he could you know uh-huh. um why do you think that it seemed unlikely that it would get me i just think because it's a con- it's a bold movie and, and i think it's very unique like it's it's not the kind of movie that you can be like telling some investors or whatever or producers like oh it's kind of like this and meets this you know it's it's honestly its own thing at least from a story perspective and I think that is a hard sell because they don't know how the how general audiences are going to perceive something. Just because film companies now don't even want to make original movies. Basically, yeah. I mean, they're like, wait, so it's not a sequel and it's not based on anything. It's like and it's truly not an original an story. An adaptation or a, re- a right. new version of 
Like certainly alien. <laughs> right. Like you said, it has references to some other uh, horror films of the past, but I would say it's it's fairly original um, in its story and the way that yeah. it kind of uh, is portraying. Yeah, I mean, it's, very original. And it's kind of um, uniquely modern, I think. It, it very much yeah. is of its time. And Oh, I really, I got to say, I loved its blend of comedy and horror because I feel like I've seen other films do the balancing act of comedy and mm-hmm. horror, and I feel like, almost always uh it's not right to me like i feel like it should just be horror or it should just be comedy or it should be more of this See, or more that's of that what i was thinking on this movie. and and i, I, I actually really like more serious really okay yeah interesting I um i think i, th- I, I would have it would have been even more intense of an experience for me if there wasn't without kind of the comic, comic relief. relief yeah exactly mm-hmm. uh, you know I actually would like to see that movie too, but I did think that the comic relief was actually so well done that I was okay with the way that it was being utilized. Whereas I would say most of the time that a horror movie kind of injects comedy, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, all you're doing right now is you're just trying to like lighten the mood for the audience and make it like a less in- intense experience or, or kind of give like a reprieve from the intensity. Um, yeah. But for, I actually felt yeah. like it was justified in this sense. Um, it seemed like the comedy really worked for the film. For me, the comedy actually took away from its poignancy in a way Hmm. like i felt that without the comedy it would have i would have taken it more seriously Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and like it it which maybe it didn't want to be taken that seriously but i feel like it is kind of a serious film in terms of the subject matter totally and really what's at stake in the movie and so the comedy like made it kind of feel trite you know what i mean i guess so but um I didn't feel like it. <laughs> I didn't feel like it took away from the intensity as much as um, just added another element in there. Uh, that I don't know. It just kind of it just kind of ended up working for me. That that balance, at least, you know. I actually thought it was going to be more funny, like just based on um, Jordan Peele's previous. Okay. Yeah. Maybe know, if c- I had known he, more about him, then I would because he is a comedian and most of his stuff. Right. Anyways, so he. That's kind of like more his style. So I actually expected it to be more funny, but I thought it was for the most part serious. Um, a, a bit tongue in cheek at times. And uh-huh. the tongue in cheek actually was probably my only complaint. Like the times where it wasn't, where it seemed almost purposefully cheesy or like over the top. Well, see, you know what really lent to for that me. for me was the, mu- the music. Yeah. The sound design, really. Like. Oh, you felt like that was. That made it feel contrived and cheesy you know that like was, they were uh, basically jamming down your throat like one of the scary moments were happening via the sound design i totally and i didn't that. like that because that's one of my only complaints. it would have been so much creepier and more like david lynchian if there were not those stupid sound effects every time like something quote scary was happening i totally agree with you and i think i've probably even said this on the show before like um there's no need to make an already scary situation you know, yeah, like you don't need to dictate it and like for like force yeah. feed it to the audience with music. You can just show it because the look of the characters that were. Should we get into spoils? Spoilers yeah. at this point. Okay, I, I think those are our first impressions, and so if you are concerned about spoilers, yeah. that's the time. But anyway, like the vibe of the people in the house and the moments where he's like alone, for example, with the 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 black uh, female servant. Yeah. 
She is so creepy. So good. And she was so really, good. I mean, her that her vibe alone was like enough for me to be afraid. Her facial expressions but were so good. When they would add the sound design. Yeah. Effects. Are you talking about specifically that fucking moment that well, it, it he's totally like, pulled me out of it? Yeah. No, like he would see her in the hallway, you know, That's briefly, was... or she would be standing in a room, like folding a dress or something. It's just like bum. <laughs> yeah, like the bum <laughs> totally pulled me out of it. Yeah, it made it not scary, actually, for me. Yeah, that moment that he's leaving the house to go like smoke a cigarette outside. Yeah, and like she passes by in the background. Oh yeah. Why not just? Have her pass by silently. It in the would background. be so much scarier if, exactly. if it was just silence. Exactly. Or what if agree. there was just no sound? Mm-hmm. That would be interesting. Maybe. I mean, who knows? But I totally agree with you on that. But yeah, I think that like all of that, all of that potentially way creepier stuff. Um, like the load was very much lightened overall in the movie. Like the movie is. It almost seems more like a comedy to me than a horror movie. Interesting. Really. Yeah, because I'm not like you would. You would say this is more comedy than horror. In a weird way, yeah, hmm. it's dark comedy. It made light of these serious situations overall. Mm-hmm. I think, kind of, but only in particular moments. I feel like because well, I maybe feel like just mostly the, tone, the was... tone of it, the tone of the overall movie. The way I'm walking away with a different, a different tone. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whether it was like a, a few scenes collectively, you know doing a specific thing like use use of the sound design or Mm. just you know the overall feeling that i have walking away from it and i think that yeah a lot of little details lent to me feeling like that after the film right that it was not it was it was a dark comedy that's what i i think how i would describe it i think i would describe it more as a horror with comedy in it like it's i would say it's more horror with some dark kind of yeah comedy I guess but, so. but really to the comedy i guess there is some obvious comedic moments uh that are well the purely, friend obviously yeah the friend is always just like all of and his he kind of like funny. saves the day and it's just the ending note of the whole film is his, his little monologue mm-hmm. in the car you know right. what i mean and that's a funny thing yeah um one of my favorite uh scenes which i think you already kind of briefly brought it up was mm-hmm. um when the uh the woman servant is like uh she like unplugs his phone or whatever. Oh yeah. Uh, and then she's like coming back to when apologize they have the conversation. Yeah. Oh my God. I loved, yeah, I that loved was intense. That scene. And especially her close-ups. the close-ups of this movie are, are beautiful. They're so well shot just from like a, uh-huh. just from a technical perspective, yeah. the angles that they chose like on her face, like kind of this like yeah. low angle. And the way strange. she was saying, no, no, Oh her acting, that was good very her acting good. was so good it was like, good i agree oh man it she, was excellent and the main character too his acting was incredible throughout the entire film i i really yeah. liked I, you, don't, you don't agree no i i really liked his acting i think it was fine you know i just it impressed me in the sense of i didn't i'm not sure how i was supposed to feel about him hmm. you know like i can't tell if his acting was bad or if he his character was genuinely just not that compelling. I mean, I was com- okay. I was, I did have concern for all the characters. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I genuinely felt attached to them, but his reactions to certain things were kind of like blase and, mm. and not how I would expect a person to react to somebody who was, you know, putting him through various situations and the things that he had to undergo. It seemed like his attitude towards a lot of those things was kind of, um, 
underwhelmed and um, like not very charismatic. Anyway, yeah, he just seemed like kind of bored by everything. Mm. When the reality of the situation was not one of boredom, it was one of what the fuck is going on here? This is freaky and weird. And even though he was saying lines that expressed being freaked out, his expression on his face didn't seem like that to me. And I'm not sure if that was intentional or not. I guess I would say that it does seem like it takes him an extraordinarily long amount of time to start putting together that shit's really fucking weird and that right. he needs to like not be there. Yeah. Like it, it did seem, um, it seemed so played up that. Yeah. It's the, just blatant from the, the beginning. That the mom was like hypnotizing the. Yeah. The. Um, oh, all the other photographers. Ev- everyone else. Yeah. yeah. And like. It seemed uh, like, why wasn't he picking that up? I mean, one of the first conversations they had, she's like, oh, I'm a hypnotist and I could try it out on you. And like, I don't know. Well, I didn't maybe necessarily I guess think that immediately about the servants. But then right when he, after he was hypnotized, then I knew like, oh, the other ones are too. You know? Oh, man. I mean, I don't know. I, I felt like I, I knew they were hypnotized from the moment she started saying like, oh, I, I, I can hypnotize you too if you want. Right. And, and like the She was the great though. Catherine, ca- what's her name? Catherine Brenner or whatever? Oh, the, the Ca- mom character? Yeah. What's that? What's her name again? I don't know. Um, she was excellent. I thought her acting was really, really impeccable. Amazing. I thought the acting overall, almost all the characters I, I did not. Oh, actually. <laughs> okay. I liked all of the acting except for the... Um, Catherine Keener. Sorry. Not Catherine Brenner. <laughs> uh, I liked all the acting except for... Uh, Marnie from Girls. Um, really? You didn't no, like no, no, her? No, 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 no. Uh, her brother. Oh, her in brother? The film. Actually, I thought he did a good job of portraying a despicable, annoying, dislikable character. I don't know. It felt a little like New York uh, acting school, you know, 101 oh, maybe. vibe. It felt know. like a little like. It felt like very overacted to me. Like he's. Thespian? Yeah, I don't know. Like he's trying to kind of be this, like, he was obviously like the. Like from the cat skills. You know, theater kid. He's like the. he's like the clearly mentally deranged one of the family or whatever. And like, I don't know. I I felt like that that was a little overplayed for me. Didn't you feel like there was some pretty good tension that happened like between him and the main character during that first meeting when... Yes, the dinner scene was cool. That was pretty good. The dinner scene was cool. It was pretty charged. But then like, you know, later on the film, he's like swinging around a what was that like a lacrosse um no oh, i don't I know. know shit about sports <laughs> good <laughs> some, me neither i hate some sports. sport thing <laughs> he's twirling <laughs> around a, a sports stick and he's like mm. he's like got this like crazy look on his face and he's just like right. i don't know to me that's like the warriors or something or like well i mean that was uh, yeah i mean i guess or he's like on the he's on the porch or whatever playing the banjo or not not the banjo oh yeah no uh, ukulele. ukulele like that was homage total homage to um deliverance, deliverance where he was playing the banjo but that's why i thought banjo actually um right yeah, he's like dang, dang, dang. right no he's <laughs> supposed to be the down syndrome freak yeah and or whatever so i don't know i mean i felt like it, he, he was the only one that bothered me acting wise um overall though i thought Everyone else was great. I thought Marnie from Girls was also really good. Dude, when she finally like revealed herself, uh, her true form, <laughs> I felt like she really embodied that character very well. And, oh yeah, like, like she when was she's very talking good. on the phone. Yeah, in, talking in on the phone and just I loved her appearance. I loved her outfit. I loved her whole like demeanor and her expression when she um, was basically she has her hair in the ponytail. Basically, the last scene. And she's walking towards him with the shotgun and she's like this, you know, pristine, 
like <laughs> totally, you know, Hamptons esque or whatever, <laughs> you know, just full on like privileged yeah. white girl in mm-hmm. a riding outfit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, charging towards this guy with a shotgun. Yeah. And I just felt like that was a pretty interesting thing to see. She's, yeah, she was, she was compelling. Great. She was compelling. I really liked that scene where she's sitting on the bed and she's talking to his friend uh, who's like concerned about where oh, he that, is. Oh, that, right, where she like immediately shifts. And she's like, oh, I don't, <laughs> I don't know where he would be. Or like, I don't know, just the the way, the way she's talking is like, she has no emotion, but she's like pretending to have emotion. Right, thought right. that was actually really well done. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, she was good. She does play a good, she plays a good villain. Another thing I wanted to talk about, one of my other favorite little things about the movie uh, were the hypnosis scenes uh, when he is like... Oh, yeah, that was time, great. Yeah, Total every time. Big Lebowski. Oh. It reminded me a lot of that. Oh, yeah, initially. I guess so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's funny that Kathleen Keener, Kathleen Keener, <laughs> she... <laughs> she's always in movies where weird shit like that happens. Or I always remember her... I feel like when I... that when The moment that the first hypnosis scene happened mm-hmm. and you see him like sinking into the... So cool. And you see her so like visually in this, stunning. It reminded me of adaptation, also. Hmm. Interesting. It kind of reminded me of Under the Skin. Did you ever see that movie? No. With Scarlett Johansson. No. Um, there's like these crazy, trippy, sort of David Lynch esque, um, like dream ish sequence. Like you don't know what's real and what's not. Um, that's like that whole movie basically. But and it's very good. Actually, you should see it. Um, but that those scenes in particular, like, just were so captivating to me yeah and actually yeah they were great yeah but that i wish hypnosis it had done, scene yeah. really actually gave me some serious anxiety like in the theater like yeah i really yeah. um i like felt really uncomfortable um as that whole scene was happening like as right. she was talking to him like the way i actually felt a little hypnotized by the movie itself i would say and yeah really? like I, I actually after that scene like wanted to chill out for a second (laughs) and i was glad that like shortly after there was something somewhat funny right that happened and i was like oh thank god because it was really i don't feel like a movie has to have a comic relief for there to be that sense of relief you know what i mean like it didn't need that it could have been really david lynchian if it had maintained a certain tone rather than give it this classic sort of hollywoodized comic relief element you know what i mean like the way that they would relieve the viewer and the kind of comedy that it it utilized like it just it really took it out of that weird david lynch like direction that it was going in and that it could have gone full on Mm -hmm. i mean yeah because there were really really good moments you know really intense not just moments of tension, but like really bizarre and kind of intent that really did have like an intangible feeling at times, mm-hmm. but it lost it for me like pretty quickly with, you know, things like the sound design, things like the, you know, a lot of the dialogue and yeah, that, that pulled me out of it. So that's where I would feel like, that's why I'm not giving it like a higher score <laughs> or whatever, because it wasn't, it didn't go all the way for me. Hmm. But I did think it was really original and I thought that it was, um, you know, yeah, it was, it had a vision and I wonder like what the director thinks of it. You know, I wonder if he feels that he executed his vision to its fullest potential or if he would change anything about it. 
I mean, who knows, really? But I would say that he probably wasn't trying to. I mean, I mean, to his credit, he probably wasn't trying to make like a David Lynch movie or whatever. You know, like. Well, there's moments that definitely seem like it. You know, mm-hmm. just like with the the female servant and the male servant too. They both really do have these like intensely bizarre. Certainly inspired. I would say, yeah. There is some inspiration. Intangible. Just like these strange characters who like have these kind of dark, uh, hidden kind of secrets that you sense about them. Not just but- that, but yeah, you feel like they're they're tapping. I feel like the acting in, in both the scene with the servant where he discusses the phone with her and mm. then the other scene where he's with the guy and he's talking, he confronts him. Oh, when he flashes the camera? No, not that oh. one. The, uh, the other male servant. Oh, oh, when he outside. meets him for the first time, he's like chopping wood or whatever. Yeah, I feel like both that actor and the female actress really do tap into this kind of like subconscious <laughs> feeling of acting, like yeah. bizarreness that yeah. they were like running with. Yeah, you know, and I really appreciated that because it wasn't obvious, you know, to me necessarily the way they were acting. It was like I felt like they were pulling from a there deep was a place. lot of layers to that. Yeah. I, I, I agree. Like, I feel like those could have been kind of cheesy, you know, like they could have been weird, but it kind of like worked out. And here's Ant- Anton is uh, he also watched it with us. And Anton is uh, just, I just was walking by and I heard you guys talking <laughs> about these people. I wanted to chime in and I wanted to nominate the, the girl for best actress, supporting actress the the the, the servant girl yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. best supporting actress just so that we can have the oscar clip of that close-up of her face where she goes oh like between crying right and that was happy so and laughing so good i totally agree that yeah, uh, yeah that we talked so about good. that earlier that is like one of my f- favorite parts of the movie yeah uh, and it's yeah it's so well handled and, and like, it's just unique the yeah. way the the personality behind that is not it, I didn't feel like she was pulling from some other... It didn't feel cheesy. No, it just felt like really she kind of like lost herself in that. Yeah, but that was the, those were the moments what I mean by like David Lynchian. And mm-hmm. I'm not trying... Yeah. Like I don't think that somebody should make a movie to be like David Lynch. But what I mean by that is tapping into that subconscious realm and letting your kind of... Letting things just flow out in, the, in, in a weird, natural way without necessarily knowing what they mean or mm-hmm. having an intention necessarily behind them well maybe there's an intention but just i think that's one thing that david lynch does really well is he he goes with his instincts and his intuitions without having to have a reason necessarily Mm -hmm. and then he like discovers the reasons later Mm -hmm. or he analyzes his films like dreams you know like they're much they're much they're very much like dreams in that way and this movie could have been for me more like that and that would have made it better hmm so basically, from what I from what I'm understanding, you just kind of wish that it would stick more with kind of the strange horror, like the the darker end of things, and not like feel this need to give the audience like this kind of uh, comedy to it, like a that that's like like for instance, like I, I guess I'm thinking again of another scene, like where I also I do. I am seeing where you're coming from, but I guess it didn't it didn't kind of detract from it as much for me. But I do get what you mean because, for example, that other scene that um, where the his like old friend or whatever is yeah. there who's been missing for like six months or, or a very oh, long yeah. time or yeah. multiple years, I think. Andre or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then he like takes his picture and that like triggers him to snap out of his hypnosis and he's like, get out of here. Like, you got to get out of here. Like that really to me was another very intense and well acted scene. And it, it did, it was another one that kind of hooked me. And then I think the next scene, 
had some comic relief in it. And I was like, oh, I mean, he did have me there as far like I actually thought that was going to be a big turning point for the film where yeah. it was only going to be intense from there on out. Like I, I thought at that moment I was like, okay, so it's been like funny and scary and drama and thriller for all these like leading up to this. But I thought that was going to be like a big turning moment where it was just going to be straight up horror for the rest of the time. Right. And in a way I would like to have seen that movie too. But the way that it went too is like it's hard to fault it for that for not being what I think you're saying and what I also maybe would like it to be as well because I think the tone was so well handled as it kind of toggled between yeah. comedic moments and horror moments. Uh, like I really actually felt like this was the best execution of being able to shift tones and not have it feel um, jarring, at least for me. Yeah. Of a film that I've ever seen. Yeah. And, you know, I agree. Like, in a way, I I appreciated the relieving moments because I myself was, like, <laughs> feeling anxiety and I wanted to get out of that feeling. And I was glad that, you know, it did switch tones and into a place that felt more, like, comfortable. Mm-hmm. But it could have done that and still maintained that subconscious kind of dreamlike feeling. Yeah. Yeah, I get Anyway, but I don't know. Anything else to say about this? Oh, yeah. So what do you think about the whole just racial tension and stuff like that? I mean, Mm -hmm. do you think that that's an interesting thing to be like putting out into the world in a certain way? Like, what is the goal that it accomplishes? Mm -hmm. And what's the goal that it hoped to accomplish? Like now I can imagine like people walking away from it thinking like, having now like preconceived notions about white people in a way, you know what I mean? Or, Mm. or vice versa. And maybe it's not always true, but these ideas are put into, you know, public viewing and then people walk away from it with this experience that they had, they just had. Sure. And they, you know, some people take it for face value and some people don't care, but I can just imagine people internalizing it in a way, in a way Mm -hmm. that becomes like almost subconscious, you know, Mm -hmm. and creates maybe some, prejudices or something like that against white people yeah maybe Mm -hmm. or vice versa i don't know yeah i mean sure i mean it it is an interesting concept right i mean it's a movie about racism and the like basically it felt like the movie was like racism is not gone you know that's what i felt like the goal of the film was you know well, and I think it accomplished. Is that, so you think that the goal of the film was to say that racism is not gone? It's changed. It's in it's in like subtle ways. I it's see. Like, it's more undercover. Yeah. It's you know we don't like slavery does not happen. Right. But there there's like these social ways in which we still have racism in our culture. But do you think that like so you think the goal of the film was to show people that racism still exists? Um, and then what does it hope to do after that? I don't think that's the that? only goal, but... Like, that's the thing is, okay, to show racism still existing in that light, though, does it make people feel compassionate or, like, a sense of empathy to change? See, the thing is, is mm-hmm. I, I actually listened to an interview with the director on NPR, um, oh, like, a couple cool. weeks ago about it, and... I just, I I was kind of like zoning in and out of the interview, but I remember him saying something about, you know, kind of the um, addressing of 
you know what it is like for a black person to walk through a, a like a mostly white neighborhood and the very real fear fear that is often felt in situations like that and it's kind of like a knowing and an understanding that that's an experience that you know is dealt with still today right and um and so maybe i guess the film was some form of heightened sense of that totally that feeling um I also, I'm totally paraphrasing, so I don't know. He might have said other stuff that I'm leaving out, but I guess the question is like to show, to show maybe like that reality in this light, what does that do? What's like, is there a positive like thing that could come out of this version of revealing that truth? Maybe it's about confronting people with some shit that is, you know, on the extreme end of, of what's going on and like, um, forcing them to think about it because of the fact of like how extreme the racism is in this movie, you know, yeah. like how awful this, this family is it just and kind like of like vilifies, forcing you though. to realize that these views are, but you know what was interesting? Sorry, go ahead. I just cut you off finish no no go ahead <laughs> well i thought it was kind of interesting that like every white person in this movie was a villain mm-hmm. and then all the non-villains were non-white people so in that way in that regard it definitely does like make white people out to be the sole villains mm-hmm. you know in the big picture and that's like i i guess like i find that to be a little bit scary because it can definitely create notions you know what i mean about one group of people when i think the reality is is that racism exists across the board Mm -hmm. you know it's not just white people but i think it's among everybody has experiences you know what i mean in in various scenarios with racism and it's it's so that's the one thing that i think was like just something to contemplate Absolutely. You know, but on the other hand, it's like, it's fine because, you know, everybody has a right to make whatever art they want to and make, totally. and send whatever message they want to send, obviously. But I, I just wonder, like, what is, really, what is the intention behind it? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But yeah, Kathleen Keener, very good. Mm-hmm. I thought she was really good. Loved it. Loved the movie overall. I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. It was enjoyable. Definitely entertaining. Super entertaining. Definitely worth seeing. Definitely. So this has been Totally Tell Me. Uh, We post episodes every Wednesday on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. Uh, If you dig it, then uh, consider sharing it with a friend. Subscribe. uh, Leave a rating or a review on iTunes. It just kind of helps us get the word out for future episodes and to get it out to other people. Um, Our intro and outro music is by Laura and Anton. And uh, thanks a lot for listening. We'll be back next Wednesday with a new episode of Totally Tell Me. Bye.